I didn't see you come in. Well, cheers. That reminds me. This episode is brought to you by Cheers Package Store, located at 508 City Boulevard in beautiful Waycross, Georgia. So if you've got a hankering for a tasty adult beverage, go on down to Cheers Package Store. Again, it's located at 508 City Boulevard in beautiful Waycross, Georgia. Oh, and tell Roy that the Something in the Water boys said hello. Drink responsibly. That's not like having your horse stuffed. <laughs> no, that's, di- that's a little bit like different. That's like having the I'm, person I'm thinking, stuffed. Uh, uh, Roy, Roy, Rogers, Roy Rogers had his horse mounted so he could mount him one more time. And I'm sure oh, to- whoa, whoa, Tony God. Alamo, but it's different from Tony Alamo's wife being mounted so he could mount her one more time. That's definitely a different kind of mounting there. <laughs> but you can mount your horse it's like yeah. high in the saddle now which know? one's worse Howdy, folks. Welcome to another Something in the Water podcast. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin, along with Sean Clark, co-host, and our guest this week is our good buddy, Andy Johnson, for the second time on Something in the Water. Oh, yeah. Am I the first to be on here twice? No. No. Damn. (laughs) But uh, uh, you are uh, one of the best. All right. To be on here twice. That's even better. Jason Chance we had twice. uh, That's right. That's right. um, Page Brothers. Page Brothers. I guess that's it. Third time's charm. We're going to get this one right. Yeah. Well, the last one was pretty good. The last one, if if y'all are staunch something in the water supporters, you remember uh, Andy was uh, on one of our- Second or third? I believe it was our second one. Cool. Uh, Was out in that uh, uh, shop building, and I'm pointing right at it out the window right there. Y'all turn and look right over there. Yep. And that was the the origins of the podcast was out in a in a uh you you kind of a shed shop utility building. Mm-hmm. And uh well how's things been going with you now? Going I guess since good. we talked to you, you you were on the verge of being a daddy. I think when when was we, that right? That's when right. We yeah. had you on our first podcast. Yeah, I think she was nervous that you was down here. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I got a baby girl now. She's awesome. <laughs> yes, she is. Birdie May. Birdie May. Birdie May. And thirteen months she's old. Thirteen months old. Now. Yep, that's right. Yes, yeah, she is a sweetheart. Uh, we we got to meet her. She's in yonder right now with <laughs> with Mama and. Uh, 
she knows no strangers. She seems to be quite a mm-hmm. adjusted. I haven't heard her cry yet. Little baby. We were around yeah. her this weekend and everything. Yeah. She's pretty happy uh, yeah. from some of the other stories I've heard from other people. Yeah. Is she's she's a happy really baby. Good. Yeah. 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 Be, well, you're fortunate with that. That's be, be, be grateful for so that. So far. It's a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. I think she's going to be all right. Mm. Uh, you got a brand new album out. Brand new album. Let me hear. It's called Help Yourself. Help Yourself. Yep. Oh, you don't see there. Mm. Who did the artwork there? Mr. Rob Chandler. R.S. Chandler. <clears throat> I think That's I've cool. heard of him. R.S. Chandler. He does a lot of work uh, around Savannah area. But, um, doesn't do a whole lot of um, CD artwork. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. said he said it was a welcome change. He'd been bogged down with with some other stuff, and uh, that's some pretty artwork. Guys. It's real, yeah, it's real nice, uh, folky. Rob uh, actually invited me to join my first band when I was in high school. They had a band, and they were playing at parties on the weekends without a singer. Mm-hmm. And I was a singer at the time in church and learning guitar, and mm-hmm. uh, we ended up having some kind of elective class together like our senior year in high school he invited me to join and he's not playing music anymore but still still artsy guy Mm -hmm. we're good friends he's got a daughter that's uh about the same age as my daughter (laughs) and he just moved back town does thomaston where i live so so the artist actually lives in thomaston yep yeah is this? I'm 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 thinking that since this thing is full of flowers right there, and your fifth song is Wisteria Bloom, is this Wisteria? No, those are actually magnolias. But magnolias. Okay. The the song mentions magnolias. Okay. So I no, I noticed on my copy that uh on in the special thanks to them Wakeross fools. Oh, who was that? Uh, Sean, Jesse, Coon Dog, Uncle Dave, Jody, Larry, <laughs> Justin, and Carrie Dawn. Pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what I did, but just... well, well, I wrote a I wrote a good bit of that album down in this while I was down working in this area, and yeah, ended up spending a bunch of time up here and mm-hmm. talking to y'all and hanging out with y'all during that process. So y'all had an influence on it, whether yeah. you knew it or not. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing a lot of shows together. Uh, yeah. You've been sitting on Pine Box a lot, and, and me and you've done some duo gigs. You got some coming up? Yep. And I will get you... That's a really good album, by the way. On a, on a, on a festival coming up soon. <laughs> That'll be cool, too. Uh, I like these. Uh, all of these are originals. No, the, uh, yeah. the first song is... Pony Boy is the Dicky Bet song. Dicky Bet song, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Then 500 Pesos to Oz, which you performed on our first podcast. Yeah, I was getting ready to release that as a single at the time. Yeah. And I I did. And it flopped. uh, I'm just kidding. uh, (laughs) Song about uh, uh, playing Graham Parsons songs at the festival in Mexico. Yep. Actually, after the festival. Yep, at a party. At a party. Holy Alamo. Yep, that one's about a psychotic Christian cult leader. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> keep, keep the South strange. 
the title cut, Help Yourself. Wisteria Bloom, Tennessee Fiddle Daddy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oh, about that, uh, you know, I looked at those words about 10 million times leading up to the actual on release of the album, just from looking at the lyrics mm-hmm. and writing it. And, you know, when you go through and filling out all your stuff for your album, you have to write everything down again. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I uh, misspelled Tennessee. In there? Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Until the last, at the last, very last minute, we noticed it. I think it might have been my wife. What'd you do? Back. Leave an N or an left S? Left an out. S out. The Lift last S. S. That's his. T E N N. That would have been stupid. Yes. Well, I guess I did do something stupid. I misspelled Jess Darcy's name in there. He's he's now Jess Darby. <laughs> in the credits there, I had to, I felt really bad about it because he plays uh, killer banjo on three or four songs. We've been you rocking know, it out, me and Connor on the road. You, he got awesome. a copy from you when we were in Albany this past weekend, and we jammed it all the way to Athens and back. It was it's a good one. Thank you. Recorded it at uh, Sky South Studio in Cochran with Daniel Neesmith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing a lot more recording the last few years since um, it seems like it you know, a few years ago, they, they were, he was playing a lot more with his band, mm-hmm. uh, Back City Woods. Uh, it seems like they've been playing a little less, and he's been taking on more recording projects, and it's like he gets better every everything he does. So, and yeah, I like that. What was the name of the studio? Sky South. Sky South. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's his studio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's uh, a lot of uh, uh, music from, well, I don't know how much, but uh, – as far as I know, uh, um, Back City Woods made up of several people from Cochran. And Deepwell is also a band out of Cochran. You familiar with them? I've heard that name, but I don't know them. They're a bunch so. of older guys. They're probably in their 60s. Uh, they play at Grand Parsons. They've played at Grand Parsons for a bunch of years. Ronnie Smith. Uh, George, <laughs> it, well, his his name is George R. Smith, but he goes uh-huh. by Ronnie. And used to be a guy named Cliff <laughs> Lee, maybe Cliff Lee. There's a guy from up there, uh, guitar night. player. Mm-hmm. He was their guitar player for a long time. And he was originally from Waycross, I think, pretty sure. But he don't. He hadn't been with them. Kyle or Keith, Kyle or Keith is maybe the keyboard player. Her group has something to do with a, uh, like an Opry house there. It made me thinking about the medicine show in Eastman, Eastman. which is the next town over. That might be it, Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, they do a lot of shows up up around that way, at that place in particular. But, uh, yep. Uh, a lot of, a lot of good music from up that way. It's good to rub shoulders with y'all. Yeah. So what's been going on uh, on the home front uh, now that you got a baby? I mean, is there any stories you got for for us? Any daddy stories you got to relate that? 
unique or <laughs> well we took her to the beach for the first time today she liked that awesome um i'm a i'm a big river and my wife and i are big river enthusiasts yeah. where we live up uh in thomaston we got the flint river up there we got to take her out oh okay uh, That's the flint is mm-hmm. all the way up there too okay. yep we took birdie on her first uh little boat trip a couple of weeks ago and that was awesome that was special for me because mm-hmm. like i said i'm a big enthusiast so that was neat how'd she like the beach uh water was kind of cold today she wasn't really into that but she liked the birds we have we mm-hmm. have chickens and ducks at home she likes to go out there and yell at them mm-hmm. and uh so seeing all the different birds and stuff she really liked that she kept calling them duck she says guh <laughs> guh that, that sounds more like gull yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with a name like birdie yeah she's right at home yeah i hope she ends up liking birds uh, how do you spell her name? B I R D I E, Birdie. And what's her full name? Birdie May, M A E. Birdie, Birdie May, M A E. May Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's my mama's middle name too. Birdie May Johnson. Took away playing blues. <laughs> that sounds like a old blues lady. She's gonna be playing the slide guitar, singing some blues. <laughs> that flat top right there. Yeah. Well, she likes. Uh, plucking on my guitar strings i have to t- keep her away from it i'm scared she's gonna tear it up and she likes to stand there and scream and start singing so we'll see well it's bound to happen mm. i mean your boy has taken on keyboards and uh soundtrack type mm-hmm Creating music with Creating computer music. programs. And yeah. Stuff. And of course, my boy is a uh, box boy. He's <laughs> he's he's a box, a box boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, a drummer in Sean's band, Pine Box Dwellers, and mm-hmm. he's been writing songs and playing drums and cajon and learning guitar. Yeah, he's starting to learn to get the R now, so she'll probably be following in, in mm. the footsteps. <laughs> they usually do, as opposed to preacher's daughters and mm-hmm. uh, preacher's sons. They tend to rebel worse than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I show you. Yeah. Sin, you ain't seen sin. <laughs> so you've been playing a bunch of shows down here. I'm down here right now playing a run of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully by the time I make it home, I'll still have all my equipment running and in order and not torn all apart. Yeah, you lost the – you had a mic stand down. That, that mic stand is down right now because of something that happened last night over on one of the islands down here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there and uh, what many people in the place – that's fine. It was early. I just started. And I look up, and I was just about to start. And uh, look up, and this group of like 15 guys look like they just come off the golf course with fat wallets. So I was like, all right, might make some tips. Cool. And uh, they want to come up and play on the pool table right in front of me, of course. Mm-hmm. And they don't uh, regard the fact that I'm sitting there, and I don't. they don't see my guitar case sitting out there as a, 
uh, tip bucket and my table over there. They didn't see all that. But, uh, yeah, I, I look up, and one of the guys is falling down in my guitar case. Oh, Lord. And uh, I stopped and kind of assisted him, and one of his friends grabbed one of his arms, and he turned around and looked <laughs> me in the eye like he was just confused about what was going on and then sat down in my guitar case. He might have been having a heart attack or stroke or something. Well, he was older, <laughs> uh, an older gentleman. Yeah. So yeah, I'm if sure he been was a younger drunk, guy, but... I might have been more like mad about it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dang, this guy's going to break his damn leg. Well, his friends are like, oh, shit. Oh, we've got to take him home, you know. <laughs> and uh, they kind of looked like they were starting to break up or mm-hmm. they were going to leave. And so I. Regain my composure. I checked my case. It wasn't broke. They came up, tipped me. Sorry, man. Let's get you a beer. Said, all right, all right. It's all good. It's all good. Worst has happened for sure. I go back to playing. So I was like, all right, let's let's hit them with some Beatles. <laughs> Maybe they'll tip for that. Mm-hmm. So I start playing Blackbird. I'm sitting there picking it, and I look up, and here comes the guy. <laughs> looking me straight in the eye he had to have been at least five or six feet away but coming straight at me and i stopped and kind of stiff armed him and he like reached and grabbed my mic stand and oh. bam, broke my brand new mic stand still had the tag yeah. on it really i think you tell me it was new oh. brand new i still didn't know how to work it just right it's got lots of <laughs> lots of knobs and stuff i'm still figuring it out Man. Well, they look around and, oh, God, we got to go now. Oh, look, we're sorry. And come over there and hand me a 20. And I'm like, man, this is a $100 guitar stand, which I asked my wife, and it actually isn't. It was a $50, but I thought it was $100. We got it on sale or something. (laughs) Retail, $100. But they went over there and kind of huddled up and come back and gave me a $100 bill. How many of them? Was I was it? like, screw this bike stand, dude. And then, uh, <laughs> the uh, bar back came out and gave me some duct tape. and Off you go. There you go. Back to work. You, Hell, was, you was able to fix it with the <laughs> duct tape. A little South Georgia chrome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How many was in their group? Oh, it had to have been uh, about 12 or 15 of them. So it made me feel bad when they left because I was like, damn, that goes to the bartender's money yeah. for tonight. and. Well, wasn't your fault. Yeah. Well, man, you know, them, they were replaced by more people. So the golf ended up being okay. But. Them drunk golfers, man, they'll get you. I was playing, <laughs> playing, it was probably 10 years or longer. It was at the first creek in uh, Waycross in uh, Cypress Creek. Yeah. But uh, I think it was me and Polly Delmar playing a gig, him on drums, me playing guitar. And all of a sudden, this golf ball. Well, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Something flew past me and hit the back wall, and it rolled, it rolled out, and it was a golf ball. And I was like, I was pissed. I was like, who? I mean, through his heart. If it would have hit me, it would have been on. And this table of drunk golfer guys. And then and Corey Bradley was up there, and he's like, fuck this. We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> And uh, 
I pity they were like, the we're sorry, he's drunk, you know, we're sorry. I pity the golfer to gotten Corey Bradley's way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them was pretty tall. <laughs> that don't matter with yeah. Corey Bradley. Yeah. He's he's itching for a fight. Yeah. Uh well we I was uh had a band back in about seventy six, seventy five through seventy eight, but must have been seventy seven. We were playing up in Fredericksburg, Virginia at a holiday inn and uh our keyboard player was he was uh on stage we set up left to right he was on the far right right on the corner of the stage and he had his little uh he had well we carried we carried a uh a a c3 a hammond c3 it wasn't a b3 but Mm -hmm. it was a smaller version of the b3 and that was <laughs> probably contributed to my hernias in my in life, <laughs> loading and unloading it. But uh, he had his C3, and then on top of that, he had this thing called an Elka string machine. It was uh, the, the brand name was Elka. Anyhow, he had that sitting on top of his Hammond. And uh, I swear to God, uh, an older guy started on this side of the dance floor where I was at on this end of the stage. He started in front of me and started falling, and he fell <laughs> in slow motion. Long like fall. Down 10, 15 feet from that side all the way. He fell across the dance floor. He kept falling, stumbling and falling, falling. And right before he went down, he was over here on this end, and he reached out and he grabbed Ricky's string machine and took it down on the floor with him. <laughs> so, yeah, that alcohol will make you do things. <laughs> <laughs> and I got like I told uh, those guys that remained afterwards last night. I was like, you'd be surprised how many times something like that happens. People either think it's okay to go ahead and just get up there on the stage with you or ones that end mm-hmm. up on, up there on accident. Yeah. Me and you were playing a gig, Dave, at uh, Cypress Creek. And this guy, we had the speakers on stands right in front of us. And it was back when it was always packed out, you know. Mm-hmm. And he went to fall and grabbed that speaker stand and it was coming right at your head. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember if I... Saw it, or somebody beside you saw it. It didn't hit you, but it would have probably put you in the hospital. You ever had anything else broke by people, other people that weren't wasn't supposed to be? I can't count how many times somebody's knocked the mic stand into my teeth. Oh yeah, that's a big fear of mine because it happens. It's happened several yeah. times. I, I found so out now that, when people get anywhere close, I'm like, well, in those situations where they can be that right there. I, I like to do it, the boom off to the side, one way or the well, other. Or you can put your guitar case out in front of you and yeah. create a barrier. Mm-hmm. But then they, they will, I do. Well, like no, create then a barrier. old guy will fall in it and break it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had somebody fall on my guitar case before. But, uh, <laughs> there was a guy it, right where you played with the your Mike Stan story. Uh, this I was wondering if it was going to be the same guy when you started telling me young hippie kid i don't know what he was he was probably tripping on acid or something but he kept trying to play lee's drums i think it was lee was sitting on the pine box dwellers and he kept 
hitting the cymbals and i was like no nah, man you know we're playing you know as we're playing i'm kind of backing him up with my guitar like All right, come on man and uh he kind of put a shoulder in he kept coming back and he, he was he got where he was pushing me and I'm like i just grabbed him and like he went from all the way to the bathrooms <laughs> i don't know it was on video too we were like i was trying to do a little live video oh man yeah i wish i would have been videoing last night but I've got uh, doing this here with y'all today, and I've got like, let's see, I've got three more, three more shows down here if the weather holds out. Okay. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Where are you gonna be? Um, this Friday tomorrow, I'll be at Sunbury Crab Company. I wish this probably won't be yeah. out too. No, well, that's but true. But just to still. just to know, you're gonna be at Sunbury Crab Company mm -hmm. tomorrow. Tomorrow and then Friday, uh, yeah. Saturday at supposed to be at Stands with the group Captain with Stans. the trio, and I was gonna. Uh, then Sunday, I'm playing at a new brewery in Midway called Split Fin. Split what? Split Fin. Split Fin. Brewing. New kind of small brewery. Cool. Um, I'm not really even sure how I found out about it, but. We're going to try it out. Thank yeah. you. You see, you mentioned you, uh, trio, did you say, or band? Yeah, uh, me and Daniel Neesmith and Chris Maddox have been playing together as a trio. Chris is a bassist. Bass. Okay. And uh, Daniel, uh, so we, we kind of started performing this way so that we could perform the albums on the uh, songs on the new album. And uh, Daniel plays banjo, mandolin, and guitar on the album. Mm -hmm. So he does all three of those things. And uh, we, of course, added several of his songs. He's got a lot of good stuff in Back City mm -hmm. Woods, and kind of doing them in a different, slightly different way. Mm -hmm. What do y'all call yourselves? Uh, right. Well, we've done Andy Johnson and Daniel Neesmith, but um, the new thing is Andy Johnson and the Shade Trees. Yeah. The Shade Trees is going to be Daniel's new. Um, moniker i believe or okay in some some project he's about to uh, start working on um cool and he's been recording a lot of other people and i think he said he's about to start working on some of his own stuff so i hope i can help out contribute mm -hmm. with that too that's cool and uh you got a cd release party coming up that me and connor pine box dwellers going to open up for you may 8th which that'll be gone by the time this airs too Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So. Yeah, yep, gonna be uh, playing at Grant's Lounge, uh, Hargrave. Did they move it? Well, that's not supposed to be. I guess we can go ahead and say it. It'll be over by the time they see it. <laughs> yeah, gonna be at Capitol <laughs> Theater. Yeah, yeah. City release party at Capitol Theater. It'll be Andy Johnson in the Shade Trees. But we got. Uh, it ain't just gonna be me, Daniel, and Chris on that one. We got yeah. some other folks gonna be playing. Cool. Yeah. Can't say who just yet. Big uh, names. Huh? Big names. No. That's going to be on a, a, it's a Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yep, and Pine Box Dwellers are going to be opening that show. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Did a couple small uh, city release things. Did one at a friend's house in Macon <laughs> and one at my house on the back porch a couple of weeks ago. Turned out pretty good. I told Sean uh, if y'all are ever up that way playing, y'all should let me know and I can 
I'll try to organize something for y'all to come over there and play. I'll be down for that. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been doing a good bit of that. Uh, Facebook Live and stuff. And, uh, I was. It slowed down some, a good bit. some stuff together, too. You mm-hmm. know? It was uh, interesting. You'd... Uh, well, they were, uh, they were, they were themed, themed, and and y'all were complicit with one another, but th- y'all were separate. Yeah, he, we were. He'd t- go on at seven, and he'd go on at eight or something. Yeah, we right. weren't in the same town, but we would get together on a theme and advertise uh-huh. it with, together. And like whatever. Say, check him out now. Check we did a Cowboys songs. songs. Right. <laughs> we did a classic country yeah. night, didn't we? Or classic country. country and we did uh, 90s night 90s night yeah. and we talked about doing a couple more we just hadn't got around to it yet. yeah we got some more themes i've been working up songs for that one we talked about oh you have i hadn't <laughs> you need to tell me stuff like that I'll, <laughs> I'll get get on the ball i thought you were just i told you and you don't hear never hear anything i figured you're like screw that well you <laughs> said you had a bunch already ready so i was like oh god no i said i had something i was thinking about <laughs> i could probably I probably got a few. We're going to try to do a ladies' night. Yeah, like us covering female. All female singers. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can see that's going to take a little practice. I don't yeah. I don't have a whole set of yeah, I don't female have. sung songs. Hmm. I have a few that I do, but not a whole. Yeah, that would be. That would be I, I had to do some homework. We're not like trying to sing like them, but just to do, no, what our, do it how we would do, do it. like. You know? uh, uh, well, me and Bobby McGee would yeah. be one, you know. Kind of like the reverse effect. Well, that was a Chris Christopherson song, and Janis Joplin made it hers. Yeah. We're going to take a Janis Joplin song and make it ours. Or whoever, <laughs> yeah, it's you know. like doing uh, Jolene mm-hmm. by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. That might be weird. Jolene, please don't take my man. Do you some Emmy Lou Harris? That'd be a, <laughs> that wouldn't be a, a yeah. tough stretch. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. To, uh, your list for what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, Emmylou <laughs> with a capital E. <laughs> that one was underlined. <laughs> yeah, she sure is pretty. She is. <laughs> still, even mm-hmm. still, I I think she's prettier now than she was when she mm-hmm. started out with Graham. I really do. She's well, just well, she got that silver mane. Beautiful. She's she's a she is she's striking, a, a stunning. Yeah, she's just. I uh, I had uh, at least one of her songs on my first list that I wrote down of stuff to possibly do for a ladies' night. Mm-hmm. It's just too too hard to sing. I couldn't yeah. figure it out how to do it. You remember which one? Wrecking Ball. Oh yeah. You know that one. Yeah. It's from the nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. She's playing with a, uh, I think the, the the group behind her on that one was called Spy Spy Boy or something like that. It's a couple of black guys and uh, and a white guy in in the group. It was an odd pairing, uh, but uh, it's different. And she's always, you know, gone for. You know, like uh, she's kind of like a lot like Neil Young to me, as far as her, her albums go. You know, she just kind of lets the music take her wherever. You know, 
and uh, she don't mind uh, breaking the rules and everything. Or Dylan, Dylan or Neil Young. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, you know. They just switch you know, directions. It's like Neil Young is, is. I think he's the king of it, you know. I don't know. I think I'm gonna do a blues album now, and the next one will be Rockabilly and Neil Young and the Shocking Pinks, <laughs> and Neil Young and the Blue Notes. And uh, the whole time, the record company said, "Just give us." Uh, harvest again. <laughs> Give us a heart of gold, another heart of gold. And he said, no. <laughs> he, he don't like that commercial grind. He just, he's all about the art, which is okay. Yeah. Um, so, Shortly, we're going to be taking a break uh, uh, because you've got an interview coming up tonight, a telephone interview with a Mexican radio station. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, um, I went and played in Toto Santos uh, two different years over on the Baja State, Uh Mexico. And uh, this is the adjacent state. Um, in the town of Puerto Vallarta. Okay, I've heard of that. And um, I think I may have reached out to them first. I'm not sure, but I'm always just trying to re- find a new person to mm-hmm. try to play a song or something. And I think I may have told them about me playing over there at the festival mm-hmm. or something like that, and they finally responded to me. But um, we did a, a live interview like this uh, back when the single came out last year. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty fun. They were translating me live on the air. I could hear it going on. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> and everything I said, they were like, oh, Andy Johnson. Oh, Andy Johnson. <laughs> so who you're talking to is speaking English. Yes. And then and then he repeats his question in Spanish. And then I answer, and then he translates my. Uh, into Spanish. That's so brief. you don't know if he's saying what you really said. I have no not. idea. I know he's a like, couple of times it was way shorter. Maybe he just summarized because I do a lot of stammering and yeah. uh, spinning my wheels before I actually get what I'm trying to say. So. Well, no, I think that's true with the uh, the difference in the language. You know, English is the hardest language in the world to speak because we got all these. Well, that's, that's another thing that makes me wonder about the translation yeah, on the like, fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times they can, the foreign languages can say. Did you hear what that asshole just said? <laughs> say what we say in just a little bit. It's These like, Americans think they can just say whatever they want. Yeah. Just listen to the uh, ball players, baseball players one day. You know, there's so many Latinos on those teams now, and, they, and they're talented too. And they get on the. Uh, after the game, winning home run and all, they'll be the guest, you know, and it'll, they'll have a translator right there with them. And it's like the English announcer will say uh, this long sentence and the guy will translate it into like, mm. and it's, it's like, okay. It makes me wonder if they like forgot a part of what he said or, or they're just saying what they want you to do. Which is crazy, you know. He said that 
blah, 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 and just change it to whatever <laughs> yeah. just to screw it up. Right. It um, it makes you wonder because like we're we're one of the only countries that only speaks our main language. Yeah. You know, anywhere else you go in the world, they speak two languages or more. Mm-hmm. Lazy Americans. You know, I'm emailing all these radio stations in other countries, and yeah, I'll try to use Google Translate or something, and they'll just respond back in English. Like, look, dude, <laughs> we get you. We we can understand you. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, sometimes. It's like we, uh, I think we might have even found uh, Herdine and Round and Sound through you guys, the, the Netherlands radio station. Gardine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she plays. She's always playing our music and your music, and she's played Dave's music and once. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't dread it, Dave. You got to keep up on you that. People. Stay in touch. <laughs> She was she was back when I launched my wife's art web uh, site, and uh, you did what? Launched <laughs> my wife's art website. You throwing her art out the window? Or something. <laughs> I launched her art. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of looking at this paint. <laughs> no, uh, I built her a website that attached to. Uh, uh, the safe at home website and we launched it about a year ago back at the beginning of the shutdown pandemic and uh Gardine saw the uh picnic basket that she painted roosters on the, the the top lids and she was real interested in that and i said i'll see what i can find out i'll We'll work with you as best we can because uh, I'll I'll have to go to the, check out postal service, UPS, FedEx, and find out who's got the best uh, postage rate to Holland. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of uh, high. It yeah. was pretty high. And like, are you talking about a a picnic basket about yeah. you know, and that wide, that wide. And that long and for our and listeners, that tall. he's for our listeners, he's doing about a foot and a half. Inside. <laughs> That's right. This is also uh, on radio only. Yeah, everybody knows what a picnic basket yeah. is. Huh? It's about the size of a picnic basket. <laughs> you remember basket that uh, cartoon with Yogi Bear that time? We're picking a basket. <laughs> hey, boo boo. And uh, anyhow, it turned out that uh, that uh, she couldn't get it, so. Mm. So she stopped playing your music. <laughs> way, way to go. Now, now she's now listening to, to the, the podcast. All the rooms are That was Sean Gurdine. <laughs> she's not mad at me. Not just her, but there's also uh, Brom over there, yeah, Brom Brandenburg. And yeah, they have two different radio shows. Yost. I think it's Yost, Joss. That's pretty, Leafting. That's Leafting. pretty cool that. You know, your your y'all's music is finding a home. Yes, yeah, I great. mean, I've always heard that though that the the uh, Netherlands especially, they love, uh, but Europe, they love music Europeans mm-hmm. in general, but the Netherlands specifically really hone in on uh, Americana and country rock and mm. Grand Parsons. Well, we need like to go that. there and get a house. Uh, mm-hmm. you go do a tour of yeah there. package show. A package show that would be. Not only would it be fun, but it would be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
we're going to wait till this uh, crisis, this COVID crisis, kind of winds up. But uh, it'd be it'd be fun. A lot of uh, a lot of the uh, you know Jim Lauderdale, uh, the Doug Seegers, you know. over there groups like that uh artists like that are are constantly going over there and touring so might be something that you could work up uh some kind of a package on uh you might have to have the assistance of an agent or something i don't know you could probably do it on your own i heard uh trying to think who i was talking to but they were saying there was uh you get with the agency and then they mm. set up the whole thing with the rental van or whatever and your equipment and yeah and they set it go here and then i'll drive here and do that but that sounds scary to me like, i mean i would do it but like just going over there and hoping they got what you need and well, there'd be a lot of variables you'd have to work out yeah being used to planning everything myself i would definitely be nervous about it mm-hmm Sound would be the thing, unless you were doing it like a solo tour, and then you could, you could have like what I use over here is a Bose stick, you know, and it's carry that now in your suitcase or something. Probably yeah, carry that in a picnic basket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it breaks down into the stick part stands about uh, seven foot seven or eight foot off the ground, but it breaks down into two, three and a half foot pieces, you know. Well, they got different kind of plugs over there. You'd have to get some That's true, too. Oh, man. Adapters. Yeah. Cut your wires. Mm-hmm. What is it over there? 220? No. I don't know, but it looks... It's something else. They look it's, weird. They look different. Yes. <laughs> two little metal prongs. Yeah, yeah. It's not even 110. It's not set up on that whole thing. Uh, Plus, they go on the metric system over there for everything, so you'd have to know where you was going. They said, it's about 60 miles. What? It's about so many kilometers. They don't have quarter pounder with cheese, do they? No, it's El Cuatro. (laughs) El Royale. <laughs> El Royale. Yep. Pulp Fiction. <clears throat> yep. That was John Travolta's line. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to take a break so you can get on that Mexican. Is it time? It's about there, and then we'll come right back, and you're going to play us some music. Heck yeah. Play something off of the new CD? I will if y'all promise not to break my mic stand. Oh, okay. Justin's yeah. mic stand. If I fall on you, I'll break more than your mic stand. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to stiff arm you just like I did that guy last night, straight to the ground. Well, I hate seeing that. Sir, between, I was like, sir, sir. Difference, <laughs> difference between me and that old man from last night. Uh, I am old, but the difference between me and him is I'm not drinking. We'll be uh, right back. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you, you fall backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you didn't have on loafers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Back from the break with Andy Yonson. Yonson. Uh, yeah, he just got through with his Mexican phone interview for radio. Mexican radio station, Puerto Vallarta. In Puerto Vallarta, Radiante FM. How did that go? Man, it was interesting. It's a <laughs> whirlwind because as I'm speaking, somebody's translating, so, and, uh, and they <laughs> asked the question in Spanish and then in English. So... It, just got to really be paying attention. Yeah. A lot of trends. Uh, uh, a lot going on. I caught on to some of the things they were saying mm-hmm. in Espanol. I'm a student, but I'm no no good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when I was leading up to this, talking to the guy, um, I was using Google Translate. Oh. So I had to con- I had to confess to him after we booked the interview that I had that I couldn't do it in Spanish. <laughs> I didn't know he wanted to do a live interview yeah. on the radio. And I was like, live in Spanish? I don't think I can do that. I could, <laughs> I could look it up or, you know, mm-hmm. take some time and, and do it. But Anyway, so, so luckily they, like I said, everybody else in the world is smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. So they, they speak English very well, and they were able to easily and fluently translate my answers, I think. <laughs> You think? Yeah, I'll have to get one of my buddies to listen back and make sure oh, they man, didn't they make did me you sound wrong. like an idiot. They were, <laughs> yeah, hey, my name's Andy. I'm a real smart guy. Look at me. <laughs> I got a guitar, duh, huh, huh. I wrote a song about it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever hear the word loco. <laughs> yeah, loco gringo. <laughs> They're really like making you a mockery or like, yeah, we're gonna get him to call again. It'll be funny. No. I'm sure it went well, they yeah. said they thought after they went off the air, he was like, "Are you still there?" And, uh, he said, "I think it went really good." Yeah. He said, "How do you feel?" And I was like, "I just hope I didn't sound too stupid." <laughs> <laughs> just like being on this podcast with you guys, I hope uh, I didn't sound too stupid. No, never. Because I am stupid, but I thought it would sound too stupid. Well, you're in. So are we. You, you, it comes across. You're in good company. Very, very often. Don't got to tell them that. Yeah, it comes, comes across with me, anyhow. So, what you going to play us? I want to play y'all my song called Holy Alamo. All right. <clears throat> tell us more about this. You said it was about a holy man uh, my, or crazy holy man. My wife takes in books, like some people take in stray cats. Mm-hmm. And this one was a this one was about uh, cults and communes in America. I was thumbing through them. Most of them I don't read, but I saw this and I was like, "All right, this is for me." <laughs> and uh, there's a it's just about uh, crazy cult situations that have happened in America in our short history. Um, one of those highlighted was the Holy Alamo cult, and uh, this guy basically started out in California, and um, he would attract young uh, maybe strung out uh, drug addicts um, 
that were didn't have any money or homeless. He would take them in and feed them and uh, give them a purpose, which was working in his sweatshop, making jackets. Making jackets? For the ultra-rich. He had an uh, infamous shop in Nashville, and everybody that was anybody had one, from Dolly Parton, <gasps> the saint, to um, <laughs> Michael Jackson. It wasn't nudie suits. Uh, wait a minute, the jacket? You talking about star-studded jacket? jackets with like ridiculous airbrush-looking things on the back of them? What was mm-hmm. that brand? Alamo, Holy Al- uh, Tony Alamo jackets. Oh, Tony Alamo. Tony Alamo. Okay. And uh, basically, these were these were kids that were being forced to stay there and working for no wages. And um, and eventually, that came out. Huh? Yeah, he got he got busted. I don't know. I don't know how. But it these happened. celebrities knew about it and didn't no, know. Didn't I don't know, know if they knew about it, but. But sure. everybody that was anybody, they all the if you look at look them up now, the jackets are just ridiculous. They're super ugly, but mm-hmm. they were very expensive. Um, when his wife died, he had her uh, mounted and displayed <laughs> in his house for a few months. What? And is that legal? I don't know how legal it is, but the third verse of the song is mentions something about my my wife and. Everybody's like, that's so sweet. He talks about Caitlin in his song. And <laughs> that's actually coming from Tony Alamo saying that. Yeah. Maybe it's better if I just say it, just sing it. Just to sing you. the song. <laughs> Sounds like wanna, a good one. Wrote a song about it. Wanna hit, hit, hit. It is a good one. I've heard Tony Alamo.
third verse is from Tony's perspective. Have you seen my wife? She's the light of my life. She's been dead for a while, don't you love the way I still shine? I don't want to make you cry, but I will alright. Just sign the line, you can make it all mine tonight. Oh, now I feed the children well, and keep them off the path that leads them all straight to hell. As long as they keep turning out the coast, I can't sell. And even though sometimes I choke, you know, I mean, well. Yeah. <laughs> so he talks about signing the line there at the end, and, and uh, there was something in the in that story about him making the uh, people in his cult sign a what they call a poverty vow, which is apparently a thing with some churches. But basically you swear any possessions that you have belong to the preacher. Or, oh, yeah. And uh, I couldn't find a way to make poverty vow sound right in there. <laughs> Tony Alamo jacket. I got to see one of these. Dave needs a mic, don't he? Right I get him. What's that? Yeah. Oh, no. Pop. Getting tired. There we go. And they come up. Tony Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Everybody got one. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have one back in the day. <laughs> he said before, we might need to cut this. Greg Allman. <laughs> Tony Alamo jacket. Uh, well, this is on Etsy and it's used for two hundred twenty-five dollars. Here's one for I'm sure they went down and fifty dollars on Poshmark. <laughs> used eight hundred and ninety vintage Tony Alamo jacket. Good lord, this is crazy. I don't remember these, but uh, I like that part about. Uh, well, I don't know. I like it. But the part where you said he had his wife stuffed, uh, I mean stuffed, uh, mounted. Yeah. <laughs> After she passed away. That's kind of like Roy Rogers, you know, had his horse mounted. Yeah. Uh, that's and, not like having your horse stuffed. <laughs> no, that's, di- that's a little bit like different. That's like having the person stuffed. I'm thinking uh, uh, Roy, Rogers, Roy Rogers had his horse mounted. So he could mount him one more time, and I'm sure to- oh, 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 Tony God. Alamo, but it's different from Tony Alamo's wife being mounted, so he could mount her one more time. That's definitely a different kind of mountain there. <laughs> <laughs> but you can mount your horse. It's like yeah. high in the saddle. Now you know? which one's worse? Lot. Well... I reckon we'll take uh, we'll take a minute here. It's uh, that segment of the program uh, where uh, I read you a tale of the week that I that I wrote here a few years ago, and uh, this one is called uh, "Heard It on the Radio." The Thermionic Triode 
a vacuum tube invented in 1907 enabled amplified radio technology. In 1947, John Bardeen, William Shockley, and Walter Bretain invented the first point contact transistor at AT&T Bell Labs. Fascinating, right? <laughs> <laughs> In 1948, German phys- physicists Herbert Matar and Heinrich Welker developed their own prototype and demonstrated a workable all-transistor radio in August 1953 at the Dusseldorf Radio Fair. Texas Instruments of Dallas, Texas sold the first transistor radio, the Regency TR-1, in November of 1954. Hundreds of thousands of baby boomers could have cared less about the science that led to the electronic marvel they could hold in the palm of their hand. It was the music coming out of the tiny speaker that spoke volumes. It all came together so perfectly. The technology, the prosperity of a post-World War II economy, the advent of rock and roll music, and a large audience of young people. Like so many, I can tell you where I was or what I was doing when I first heard certain songs on the radio. Some of my earliest recollections came from the dashboard of the old Ford family station wagon. Lurching forward out of the back seat when Tommy Rose, Sheila, came on the mighty 690 Big Ape radio station out of Jacksonville, Florida. My mama and her sister, Aunt Seal, cackling away at the hilarity of Ahab the Arab by Ray Stevens as we were headed to downtown Waycross for a Saturday movie at the Ritz Theater, or curled up in the back floorboard during the winter, feeling the heat from the transmission and listening to Wonderland by Night, Canadian Sunset, and Moonglow on some magical AM radio program called Sundown Serenade as Daddy pointed the car west between Waycross and Albany. After we returned home from Tripoli, Libya in 1960, Daddy, a 20-year Air Force veteran, was immediately stationed at Turner Airfield in Albany, Georgia. We took up residence in a pink house trailer, at B&S Trailer Park, just east of town on Highway 82. I got my first transistor radio, complete with leather case and earphone, from the PX on the Air Force Base and listened to it religiously. I can remember falling asleep to Nino Tempo and April Stevens singing Deep Purple with it under my pillow in 63. My older brother Gary and I watched the Beatles on Ed Sullivan's show at our neighbor's trailer on February 9th, 1964. John Paul, George, and Ringo left an immediate impact on us, so much so that less than a week later, we'd fashioned guitars from scrap plywood, clothesline wire, and roofing nails and stood bravely under the trailer park street lamps at night singing those fabulous songs we had memorized from the radio. Back in those days, Waycross had two radio stations, WACL and WAYX. They both had familiar on-air personalities, but none more flamboyant than the DJ Johnny B. Moses at WACL. He promoted local dances called B-Baby Hops 
and book groups like the Candy Men, King David and the Slaves, and the Bushmen. Radio in the 50s and 60s was all things to all people. In the early morning, you had your daily devotional, then the news, then the farmer's report, followed by talk shows like Arthur Godfrey time, then about an hour of bluegrass gospel leading up to the midday news. Following the news at noon, it was country music until school let out. Then top 40 rock and roll ruled until about bedtime when many stations played either easy listening or race music, as they called it. That was the black music of the time, culminating in the deafening finality of the sign-off at midnight with the Star Spangled Banner, followed by Ray Charles, Georgia. I don't think I've ever slept as good as when I did in the 60s with that little transistor radio dialed down low just above the threshold between sound and silence. Comes as sweet and clear as moonlight through the pines. Nice. There weren't Mexican radio, but it was... uh, I was about to say, nice segue from the Mexican (laughs) radio interview. South Georgia radio. Mm. (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, the thing about Mexican radio, uh, back in, well, before my day, uh, it was back in the Carter family when they were young, you know, and just starting out. Uh, American radio stations would go just over the uh, U.S.-Mexican line mm-hmm. and set up a super transmitter. Huh. Because in Mexico, you could do that. Uh, you were regulated in the United States by how many watts you could use right. to broadcast, you know, but those super stations just the other side of El Paso would boom out this signal those people were talking about in New York, you know, could oh, wow. could pick it up, you know, and a lot of people in the hills of Tennessee and all like the Carters, they used to talk about, you know, we used to hear that great country music you know, or uh, whatever it was they was transmitting, you know, at the time. Uh, uh, or their shows. Their shows was transmitted on the super transmitters. That's where Johnny Cash, little boy in Dice, Arkansas, could hear June Carter Cash, little girl on the Carter family radio show, you know, and he mm-hmm. kind of fell in love with her when they, when they was just a little boy and girl. Hmm. But, uh, that's fascinating. That uh, radio. I wish. I wish it, it was still kicking as strong as it used to be. But it's pretty much. Uh, I mean, it's still there, but it's nothing like it. A lot of other options used to now. Be. Yeah, I mean, the you just got to try to hit all the different options. That's all. And the Pandora and Spotify, and then you got you had XM satellite radio come into vogue. Uh, it it didn't kill radio. Radio is still there, but it's it's nothing like it used to be because it's all formatted now. And uh, like Clear Channel, I think, kind of owns everything. And the the fascination, the 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 beauty of the old um, local radio stations with the on air personalities and all all of that's kind of 
lost mm-hmm. part of history. And that There's still some out great. there. Yeah. Holdouts. But and as far as as you know, that was where people like us as musicians, we could back in those days, you could drive a, a, a record around from tower to tower, you know, and uh, walk in there and get them, hopefully, get them to play your record. Well, now you can just send them an email. so that helps (laughs) or maybe it doesn't seeing somebody in person you know yeah it's a different effect than getting an email radio people probably get hundreds of emails a day yeah yeah well the thing about nowadays is they're they're so strict with the program Mm -hmm. that they say man I ain't got time for you yep I can't fit you in this we got our list and we're sticking to it we got the same 20 songs on yeah it is basically but i mean there are some stations out there like uh creek radio and Macon. yeah and uh queen bee and albany Mm -hmm. it's out there trying to put out some stations independent independent station there you go just like independent labels where can we find where can everybody find your new album oh if you want one of these yourself to put in your hands how can they help? You can themselves? help yourself to one of those at one of my shows, or you can go to Andy Johnson, Georgia Music.com. Georgia spelled out. Spelled it out. And um, you can get a physical copy there. Buy one. I'll mail it to you myself. Cool. Signed. I'll lick them a look if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they'll be cloning little Andy Johnsons everywhere. <laughs> if you want to, if you one of those folks that don't do CDs, which there's probably more of those than there are. You got eight tracks? I can have eight <laughs> tracks. But no, I'm just kidding. But online, it's available everywhere as of today. Oh, as of today? April 20th. Today is the actual release day. Yep. Oh, all cool. right. April 22nd uh, is available Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all those places. So when this comes out, it's already everywhere. Yeah. I encourage you yeah. to buy it, of course. But if you want much, to just, you just you want stream it for free, that's fine. That's fine. How much you sell them for? I bought one. Physical CD, 12 bucks. $12. I got it right here. He's going to buy one right now. I'm going to show I'm y'all how, do it's this and show show how it's done. Show them how it's done, Show them how it's done, Dave. Let's see. Like that guy, friend of mine, and when we were in the strip club, he said, mm, got change? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Yeah, it's out in the car. Let me, I'll be right back. Okay. I'll, get, I'll hit you up. <laughs> Yeah, I got a new website. Thank you. That uh, that I'm I'm also running as an independent. You do everything yourself, <laughs> yep. so looks good too. Patient. Thank you. Thanks, Squarespace, making it um, uh, real idiot friendly. Um, yeah, that's how ours is. But Pretty you easy. can uh see where I'm going to be at. That's probably the best way to get one if you don't want to have to worry about it getting lost in the mail like things do these days uh, just come out to a show and mm-hmm. meet me and talk to me that'd be cool ask me a question mm-hmm. i have a uh, old football coach that asked me every time when you gonna cut that shit off your face <laughs> <laughs> he don't care about the hair it's just a beard <laughs> when you gonna get all that fuzz off your face <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can come ask me a question like that if you yeah, want to. If you want to. Yeah. yeah. Just don't break my mic stand. Cool. <laughs> I've got to go buy another one now before my show's tomorrow. Yeah, you probably go hit old Billy Ray up and I'm have to. win music. He's the only place in town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, we appreciate you being here with us one more time on Something in the Water podcast. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Andy Johnson. 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 Andy Johnson. Andy Johnson. Or Randy Johnson, as I like to call him. Randy, depending on how late it is in the evening, what <laughs> being consumed. I'd like to remind you all to like, subscribe, rate, review. Email us at our something in the water at gmail.com. Any questions you might have and listen out. And by for, the time we see this, Patreon will be. Yeah, we have a Patreon. And uh, check out some of our uh, Patreon uh, uh, episodes. Uh, you can subscribe. How many do y'all have now? As far as the episodes. The Patreon or the, these? These episodes here. This is number 18. Yeah, this is number, this is 18, number 18, of, 18. Yeah, this is the first one you've heard. You got some catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Plenty yeah. of backlog. But uh, we'll be coming. I guess by this time, we'll time this one comes out, we'll already have a Patreon episode out. That's right. We'll have a little teaser out. And uh, uh, we're calling that the deep end. And it's a little edgier and a little, you know, for the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. We. A little uh, more behind the scenes and a little more going on, but we say things and do things on that one. <laughs> oh, that's mount right. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might even mount a thing or two. If you, if it's going to get worse than this, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, we thank you on behalf of Justin Mercer, Caution Light Media. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin. I'm Sean Clark. We'll see you next time. Hey.